G'day guys, welcome to the Biker Bits Podcast. You're listening to Mark and Alistair. Brilliant. Alright, this topic is... Oh, what's the topic? We've got uh, riding in extreme weather conditions. And this is very apt because... Yes. We've just been and done it. We've just been and done it. <laughs> and you know what? The last time we most probably done it would have been Mount Cull too. Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, you're back in March. Yeah, and that was extreme for a little bit different. There was wind and rain and cold. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this one was the opposite heat. Yep. But then we also got the cold, but not extreme cold. No, but we could. We got a lot of rain though as well. We yeah. Got, um, it got, yeah, very heavy. Um, yeah. Cool. So, All right. So now, thank you to um, everybody that contributed to the uh, the whiskey pot. Looking forward to trying it. That's it. So this is Star Ward Two-Fold Australian Whiskey Full Grain or something like that. I just opened this up and I was really surprised that... Hopefully it'll make the noise. There you go. <laughs> like a cork, but it's not a cork. It's rubber. It's a rubber cork, not a, uh, not yeah. a cork cork. A rubber cork. Yeah. There you go. I was surprised. I was turning and turning and turning. And I'm going, this thing ain't fucking... It smells good. It does smell good, Yeah, yeah. It? Let's get into it. Um, so this is, so because Ned is an Australian whiskey and this is also an Australian whiskey. Correct. And I think, I believe Star Ward is from Melbourne as well. Okay. Doing a little bit of research, it was quite interesting that I think the Australian whiskey scene started in Tasmania, a bloke in Tasmania. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, very much. Most of the um, Australian whiskies are craft whiskies in the true sense of craft. Um, but it, it's now getting to a commercial level. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I started to do a little bit of research on whiskey, and yep. I just started to get confused. It's like, ah, I'll yeah, I, Yeah, I, and I start li- listening and watching on YouTube people, t- and I go, oh, I can't, no, I don't want to. Yeah, they're talking about the this and the that and the, all that kind of stuff. It smells good. It does. Mm. Um, a bit more so, of a hit, I reckon. That's, yeah. It's not bad. That's how whiskey normally. Yeah, yeah, that's. It's not as smooth as Ned. No, correct. Yeah, yeah that's it. Mm. I'll most probably cross over to the old Coke so I don't get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with getting pissed, mate. No, well, that's it, true. <laughs> right, okay, so extreme weather. Yeah. Camping or, or riding. Riding or camping, doesn't matter. Riding. Yeah, so I thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk about some of the strategies um, we've used in the past to stay warm or stay cool, or or uh, what sort of um, you know um, bad shape we've gotten ourselves into. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. Some of our strategies, yeah, uh, staying warm. And no, we were not cuddled in a tent together. <laughs> no, I'm shocked that you would be that up. Been, it hasn't been that extreme. <laughs> Definitely not. No. Um, Although there's been there's been some there's cold been some ones, cold ones, and like that that hay ride, that was all the all, a lot of the guys. Oh, had, look, I don't know how many was on that ride. That was cold. That's probably the coldest I've camped. Me too. Um, yeah, we had ice all over the tents. Um, yeah. I think you made a snowball out of the ice. So, I don't know. That freaked me out the way that yeah <laughs> shook me ten out, and this snowball came. Yeah. Out. So we we should give a disclaimer for any of the maybe Tasmanian people. And the international people. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, we don't ride in snow or anything like that. No, we our extreme yeah. cold is most probably their everyday cold. Yeah, when it comes to cold, we're probably a bit soft here in yeah. Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but heat, no. Oh, we know all about the heat. We know, we heat. know about the heat, yeah. <laughs> Especially after last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, look, I've ridden in hotter than that than last week, but not yeah. off-road. Um, anyway, so... No, and where do we... the same. Travelling from place, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So where do we start? The heat. I think that's the best spot. That's the best place to start. So, well, last weekend. Was it last weekend? Weekend before. Yeah, Tuesday last week. So Tuesday yeah. last week. We had a... Uh, it was a 38-degree day. Correct. Um, and I think it was actually a fairly humid 38 degrees. Um, yeah, yeah, because well, that's it, it was. Yeah. yeah. And stupidly, we were uh, on the dirt, uh, <laughs> um, coming up mountain tracks, pretty much. And um, that was pretty silly, actually. It was. It's. <laughs> what I find is when, you, when, it's that, when it's really hot, it's fine while you're, when you're doing the easy stuff. Like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah most sure. of the stuff was easy and you can handle that because yeah. the tracks are actually quite covered with the shade. Yes. Which yep. is brilliant. But it's, it takes only a small gnarly section, which we had lots of only small gnarly sections. Yeah. But it just zaps you. It was, yeah, it was enough to sort me out. Yeah. I, I know that. Um, yeah, I was, I mean, I'm glad we came prepared. So because yeah. we knew it was going to be a really hot day. We thought we'll just give it a crack anyway. Um, so we had the, um, what is it, the hydrolyte sort of stuff, the tablets you put in the water. Um, we had plenty of water. I was making sure I was well and truly hydrated. Yeah. Uh, I think we were all doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I tell you, going up to some of those tracks, um, Particularly, I think you, you caught some of it on video. Yeah. Um, it just, it almost destroyed me, um, <laughs> to be honest. You <laughs> well, know? I thought you did pretty, I thought you, I thought I was bloody sucking it harder than, than everybody else. But it, and you don't know what's in everybody's head. So by the time we got to that reservoir yeah. and you, you jumped in the water, yeah. gear, gear and all. Yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, once I started to cool down, I got water all over myself, I actually started to feel quite nauseous uh, and headachy, and I thought, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but we had a good break, oh, and um, that, that's the, and I started to come good after that. So, yeah. And that's the thing, is just having a break. It's getting away from, yeah. the, getting away uh, from the rat race. The trick is, though, um, I mean, you know, you want to be safe as well, so you want to wear some sort of protective gear. Yeah. Um, you know, so we had... Well, I mean, I had my body armor on. I had, um, uh, what well, I had my body armor and a t-shirt. Yeah. Over the top of that, um, and dirt bike pants. Yeah. And the boots. Um, you had your jacket on, but that's a pretty airy jacket, isn't it? Correct. So I prepared. So that's, <clears throat> I've got my new motorcycle gear. So yep. I wore my new pants, because my new pants are the same, got the same amount of airflow as my old pants. Yep. But my jacket, my old jacket, has way more airflow because it's very meshy. Yeah. As opposed to my new one, so I left my new one at home for that very reason, and didn't obviously didn't have any layers. See, you love that old jacket. When you love think, it. So why didn't you get another one the same when when you got a new jacket? Uh, because I, it's it is the same, but it just looks different, and it's just not quite as airy. Do you think? Yeah. And this this will be very vain, but my old jacket gives me and oh yeah, I've got broad shoulders. Mm. You know, I have that V. Yep. And that my old jacket shows that. My new jacket makes me look small in the shoulders. It gives me the other way around and I don't like it. Uh, 
So you're trying to like impress the koalas out in the bush. Correct. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. it. Or you know, be muncho with the guys. You know, yeah, look, yeah. look at me. <laughs> uh, but that you know, that's me being vain. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was my first thing is to make sure I had the appropriate mm. gear uh, for where I was going. Now, it, and I will admit that it was a last minute choice. I thought I better take my rain jacket, and I took my rain jacket not. For rain, which in fucking I needed anyway, yeah, 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 um, it was out. that if it did happen to get a bit cold at times, I could put that on because the rain jacket, the light rain jackets, work very good for rain, but also for cold. Yeah, yeah, blocking for sure. that wind chill. Yep, they work definitely, absolutely sensational. And that's this is just a cheap, thin, you know, not it's not cheap, cheap, but yeah. a proper motorbike one. This is funny because I used to ride dirt bikes up in Cairns, Queensland. Um, in you know, and it's bloody hot up there, but it doesn't get up to 38 degrees, it'll be you know 32 or 33 degrees and humid. Yeah, and I found that the, the heat that we experienced um, the other day was far worse. Yeah, and I think that's I think it's different heat, isn't it? It is, yeah. And is it when you're in Cairns, when you were in Cairns, you were used to a high level. Whereas, Actually, see, that's the problem. That's with, a good point too. Yeah, in, Vic to in Victoria, you know, we can have four seasons all in one day. Yeah. <clears throat> and hey, just as a side note, I seen something. What was it on bloody YouTube or something? Or no, it might have even been on. I don't know. It was on something, but they did Monash University did a study. Yeah. That because of Victoria's changing weather. Yeah, yeah. That we don't live as long, and it causes us problems. And but the, this is where you can read the bullshit. Yep, I was gonna. Yep, because they threw in climate change, and I went, "Holy shit!" So what's happened there is that some academic has wanted to get some funding to do some bullshit research to get their PhD, right? Oh, right yeah. And they've sort of, okay, I'm doing some climate related. Topic. What's, what's the hot topic? Yeah, what's the hot topic? How can I really get some money for this? Yeah, yeah, that's what they've done, and they've they've linked it to climate change and and dying sooner. Yeah, yeah, what a load of bullshit. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just I, I saw that news article and I thought, look, I mean, who knows what implications, you know, varying weather has on our bodies. I think it would be better. I'm pretty sure amongst all the things that can kill us, all right, some hot and cold days are going to be the least of our worries. No, and then there's all the studies of having, you know, jumping, having a sauna and then jumping in an ice bath. Yeah. You know, Joe Rogan. You know, doing his ice, loving yeah, the yeah, ice yeah, bath, sure. at, bath at the moment. So, <laughs> and given that most people, honestly, they live in the air conditioned buildings anyway. They yeah. don't go outside. They don't get exercise. They, no. you know, they don't go out. No, riding in thirty eight degree heat. We basically live in a, a climate controlled. We do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Apart from us hardcore dudes. Oh no, we're we're right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever, ever go to bed at night with the air conditioner on. No, no shit, no. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all right. So so the first thing is to wear the appropriate gear. Mm. So continuing with the appropriate gear, and I am a total dickhead for this. Mm. I do it over and over and over. And this last ride... I was very focused on doing the right thing. And this is obviously because I'm getting older. I'm, I can't just bull my way through things anymore. Yeah. You know, it takes a toll on me. Um, and that is that if it starts to rain, 
stop. Get open up the saddlebag, get your raincoat, chuck it on. Because you ride along and you go, oh, it's rain. Oh, is it? Is yeah, it? It's, it's yeah. just gonna part. We're gonna outride it, or it's you know, it's no. like oh, just keep going. And then by the time I make the decision to do it, I'm friggin' wet. Yep. I do the same thing with cold. You know, I can get uh, my yes. hot, you know, get my jacket out or put my liner in or whatever. I'm still got. I've got an hour away from getting to home. Yep. And I go, no, no, I can't be. I'll just, I'll just keep going, keep going, keep going. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I do that too. Yeah. Get stupid. the hot hands out, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because um, once push. you're cold, you're cold. Once your core body temperature goes down and then you're done. Really, if you're on the bike, it doesn't matter what you do, you're not going to warm up. No. Unless you actually you spend a You have to stop at a motel, get yeah. a hot shower, that's what's going to bring it back yeah. up. Um, so, actually, this is a good... This, the coldest I've ever been on a motorcycle. Um, I am, I'm pretty sure I actually got hypothermia or whatever it was. Yeah. I was in a bad way. And I was, um, I was 19, maybe? Anyway, I was riding down from Cairns to Bendigo on my ZZR250, loaded with everything I own. And I got down to southern New South Wales, so I was getting close to home. Yeah. And, um, and it was just cold, it was wet, and it was miserable. And um, I got so cold, I couldn't, I couldn't move my fingers, I couldn't think yeah. straight. I was starting to, um, I couldn't stay awake. Like, I've never felt like I was going to fall asleep on the motorcycle, but yeah. that day I did. Yeah. Anyway, so I was I came up to a bridge, and I thought, I'm going to get out of this rain and out of the wind. So I pulled the bike in under the bridge, and um, and I just had to get warm. So I thought, I've got to light a fire. So there was some dry some dry wood around, but everything was wet. I couldn't light a fire. My, my lighter oh, didn't work. Yeah. The only thing I had, I thought, I've got to use some paper. I didn't have any paper. The only thing I had was my map. Oh shit! Right. And, and even that was damp. Yeah, right. right. So I thought, okay, I'm I'm using the the map, but I couldn't get the map lit. Oh really? And um, so in the end, I actually dipped the map into my fuel tank, covering it with petrol. Yep. Right. <clears throat> and I got a, finally got some sparks out of my lighter, <laughs> and I, I managed to start a fire. And wow. um, uh, yeah. And I stayed there for a good couple of hours just to get my core temperature up. Yeah. I was in a bad way. That couple of hours after that, when I finally got to a motel, um, I couldn't even sign my name. Oh, you know, really? it's that bold yeah. school when you got to sign yeah, your name. Yeah, 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 yeah. I literally couldn't hold the pen. Yeah. Um, I literally just grabbed it like that, if anyone's watching, and just, yeah, yeah did a scribble. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like a true can- uh, a caveman. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and that's, the thing is, whether it's hot or whether it's cold, there's a fine line. Like, what is our temp- core temperature when I stay at? Is it 90? There's a bloody fly in here. There is. Um, 90, well, well, in Celsius. 95 Celsius? No, 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 no. No? No, Celsius is like 36 or 37. Oh, is it? Oh, Yeah, okay. Fahrenheit. It's but yeah, 90 we, our body regulates us at a, and it's a tight thing on either way. If you get too, too long out of yeah. there... It really screws you over, and it happens very, very quickly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, climate change. Oh, it's all yeah, to yeah. do with climate change, of course <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. So it, you've got to be proactive. Yeah, so I think, um, I mean, when we were riding in the heat, um, you know, you need to, if you're getting hot, you need to stop and just, you know, like when after we'd done some gnarly stuff, we stopped. and It was a... a- 
Everybody just stopped. Yeah, we Nobody just said, oh, I need to stop. No, Everybody just, just stopped and got off their It's bike. like, it's time to stop. <laughs> it's definitely time to stop. <laughs> All in the same boat. Yeah. Um, but we had a mission because we were trying to find that body of water. That was what, yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, that was that was good. That was a good dip in the, mm. dip in the water there. Yeah. Um, but I've even had, I made the mistake once of riding back from Melbourne um, on the road without any gloves on a 42, 43 degree day. Oh. Right? And um, it was painful, so painful. I actually stopped and bought some um, some work gloves because the heat, the hot wind hits your fingernails. Yeah. And um, this was on a road bike, so I didn't have the bike buses. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. The, the hot wind hits your fingernails and it literally burns. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never, I've ne- well, see, I've never really ridden without gloves. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. It was torture yeah, literally torture wow. yeah um <laughs> so uh, we're, you only we're, to think of you know getting cold hands not yeah no hands. but hot yeah so the wind was just the, the hot wind you know we're talking 42 43 yeah, degrees it's, like, yeah, it's horrible. riding into a blow dryer yeah yeah because yeah. i've done that and um and i was um because you know i had a jacket on it was an airy jacket like yours but it yeah. wasn't working yeah you know? nah. and um i was stopping and pouring water down down my jacket and, and kept on going. Yeah, but that'd dry out in ten minutes. You know, and that was like we noticed because we had that scar. And it, well, by the time we got back to camp, I was totally dry. Yeah. Now I told you I had a injury after mm. this. Yes, yeah, so you haven't was, told me. You, you... No, no, I wanted to <laughs> tell you on the thing. So we find this reservoir. Mark goes and jumps in with all my. The only thing I took off was my socks and my boots, and I just jumped in with all my gear. So jocks pants, jacket, jumped in and floated amazingly, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, cooled me down, reset me, mm. brilliant. Um, and then by the time we got back to camp, I was dry. Yeah. It had totally dried me. And that was the same with the, the uh, what do you call it, the neck buff that I have. I always wet that. But you're right, it only t- in, that, in that temperature, 10 minutes and the frigging thing, every next time you stop, yeah. it's, it's dry as. So yeah. it doesn't last long. And you were saying, well, yeah, that's what happens. And you go, what's the use? Well, I, and that's what I said was, um, while that's wet and it's drying off, that means that there's you're not releasing the sweat that yeah. would be normally drying off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is a good thing. Even though it does run out, it saves you producing that sweat in that area. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Losing, yeah, yeah. Losing, um, losing water out of your bloody body. Yep. Where was I going with this? Injury. The injury, right. Okay, so here is a pro tip. A pro tip for motorbike riders. When you get all wet, so you, you basically your jocks wet. Yep. Um, and you ride like that. Yep. You will chafe. <laughs> so to you the got point- some chafing, some bad chafing? Yeah, bad chafing. Um, two blister spots in the same, clo- like close together. Just all red raw between my leg and my ball sack. Really? So right in that crease. So obviously the jocks have gathered up while they're wet. Oh wow! And it's just yeah on the bike backwards and forth, you know, jumping around and whatever. And it worked. <laughs> oh no! And it was pain. When I got it was all right once I got back, but then after that, and then the last well, it's been a week. Yeah. Yeah, and I've had to put this dermatitis cream on there. And they had some bloody cream there. She said, "Here, whack that on it," and that 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 stuff's brilliant. Wow. But there you go. Yeah. 
crazy. So even I went to Big W and I bought non-chafing jocks boxes. So I wear, um, I don't know what the brand is. They're just boxer shorts, you know, stretchy type fabric. But yeah, they're yeah. like normal short shorts. <clears throat> so not jocks, shorts, yeah. boxes. These non-chafing ones are made out of like a Lycra type of stuff. I think it's even banned. That's, it's all I wear. Aha, yes. Yeah. That's it. So these are the tradie brand. Yep. Yep. And they're extra. That's what I'm wearing right now. Yeah, well, so I've just, I've yeah. now just been introduced to these and they are fantastic. And they're longer on the leg, which I believe helps it from riding back up. Yeah, it also, if you're a, a bigger a bigger guy, you know, with fat legs, yep. um, you know, you don't have the other uh, thigh gap. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all my life, I've because I've always been a big guy. I've always struggled with chafing, and um, oh. and it was just a matter of technology catching up with my needs. Yep. Right. That um, I don't know when it was. Maybe you know, probably could be twenty years ago now. Whenever, whenever it was, they came out with the, the finally the lycra uh, yeah. jocks underwear that you can wear. Um, and I mean, I can go on a, a three day bush walk and not get chafing now. Yeah. Um, but back in the day, when I was in my twenties, oh, and, and earlier, yeah. yeah, no, it was shocking. The only option, because I remember doing a fun run with my with my uncle, who's passed away now, Uncle Jim, and I would I, don't know, I would have been friggin' ten or something like that, mm. <clears throat> and he used to do fun runs. Yep. So I was doing the Melbourne Sun Fun Run or whatever it was, and I remember going there, and my auntie, my auntie, back then it was what you did to stop the chafing was you put Vaseline. Yep. On your yep. in, in your crutch to stop the chafing. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. Being a young, you know, I'm not fucking. What are you doing? You're gonna what? Rub bloody Vaseline on me? Nuts! <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> and that's how I lost my virginity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that was your options back then. Was yeah, just rubbing that bloody stuff on there. So, yeah. guys, if you had, yeah. A really good option. Go to you know, Big W, Kmart, or wherever. They've all. It's all out there. Yeah, the tradie brand are really good. Yeah. Um, but don't confuse. There's the boxes that are loose, right? And then there's the ones that are lycra and tight. You want the tight ones. Exactly. So what I used to do um, before they invented these sort this sort of underwear is I'd wear bike shorts sometimes if I was going on a big hike or a big ride. Yep. Um, because in Cairns, up in the mountains on the on the dirt bikes, I mean you sweat like crazy, and um, you're gonna get chafing yeah. as, if you're not wearing the right stuff. Another another thing back in the day was um, stockings, women's stockings. Oh yeah, 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 that would work chafing. too. You might look a bit silly, but yeah. yeah. Well, it was under your gear, so yeah. yeah, I never did it. Yeah, no, that that would actually work quite yeah, well. I think it was a thing back with the horse riding. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, wow. but yeah. Pro tip, get yeah. yourself some non-chafing lycra. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that sounds like a pretty serious injury. I mean, for it to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it blistered. <laughs> for and it to blister. It, they popped. Yeah, oh, it was too, too, Yeah, yeah, I couldn't walk. Until I put this cream on, I was putting it on twice a day. And it just wow. meant that it was, it, when I would walk, because mm. it doesn't matter what you do, like in that spot there, there's, there's to, you know. You can't do anything you can't, about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, wow, crazy. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so with extreme heat, so yeah, wear the appropriate gear. If you're starting to get hot or whatever, and you say you've got your, your liners in, stop. See, get it's, the it's, liners out. It's tempting to, um, 
whether it's extreme heat or extreme cold, there's that temptation just to keep on going. Mm. All right. Um, and even if you're not doing, you know, gnarly tracks or anything, you're still just cooking yourself. Yeah. All right. Oh, so, shit, yeah, yeah. you know, take the time, stop and, and get your gear right. Yeah. Um, I actually, um, so I normally ride with, um, on the road, I normally wear my, um, my, uh, is it Klim Climb? Climb, yeah. Uh, gloves, adventure gloves. Uh, they're summer gloves, but they're, they're still, yeah, they're not, yeah. not as cool as they should be. Um, but on this trip, I just left them home. I just wore the, um, basically dirt bike gloves. The Fox or... Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, they're a little bit better than the dirt bike gloves, but they're still, there's not much protection. Yeah. Um, from from crashes but uh, yeah but I love those Fox <clears throat> and the O'Neill like the dirt paw I think they call them dirt, yeah. the dirt paw they're very yeah I, I, I wear them all the time and I shouldn't but I just love them so much yeah it's a it's a tough one it's a trade obviously when it's cold I don't yeah yeah I wear ski gloves um, <laughs> it's a trade off but it I tell is. you what so, that's, so this camping trip that we're, we're talking about um, Mark only stayed for one night because mm-hmm. he's a bit of a sook Pussy. Um, <laughs> you know, I stayed for two nights, um, so Kev and I stayed there. And um, so, yeah, the first day we had 38 degrees, um, yep. crazy hot. The second day we just got wet. Yep. Um, and cold. And it was, well, it was cool. Cool, not, yeah. Anyway, the third day, so... Oh, yeah, so I haven't heard anything. Yep. So the third day, I froze my butt off. So much so, I was just going to go straight home. So I was going to just do the you know, 150k leg straight home. Yeah. And um, anyway, I get <clears> on the bike. It's it's pretty cool. I thought, oh, I'll put a jumper on and all that. That's fine. But all my gear was still wet from the day before. Mm-hmm. And I was freezing my ass off. So much so, but I'll bugger this because, you know, the old man, he lives nearby. I took a detour and went to Dad's place. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, I stayed there for about three hours until it warmed up. Oh, right. <laughs> so I left there probably early afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, if you're wet and you're riding on a bike, yeah, yeah you'll freeze. But what a crazy three days. I know. Like <laughs> Typical Melbourne though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So I'm going to die earlier because of that and it's weekend. And it's a Mount Cole thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mount Cole. Yeah. Yeah, so Mount Cole, the last time we were there. We, um, had gr- we were gorillas in the mist. You'll see all that on the video. We, yeah, we were. If you're listening or watching to this, that, that video is up now. It was actually awesome. It was, it was. nice it riding. Is. I love riding in the, the mist. Yeah. Um, yeah, up, up high in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, all right, so some other stuff. All right, so we've, we understand our gear and we understand that we need to stop trying to, you know, go, oh, we just... We yeah. yeah. So the next thing is what do we what do we take to help with moisture loss? A shitload of water. Yep. Um, and, and hydrolytes or some sort of salt replacement, some salty food. I find... Um, Anything with like high protein, high fat, high salt does me just fine. Um, yeah. Peanuts, salt, you know, yeah. uh, salty peanuts are really good, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I talked about that on the video because I was very, this time around, I went, no, I'm going to do this right this time. Yeah. Because I've had that problem and I think, uh, and people have mentioned, you know, when I have that, uh, the panic attack, mm. um, it can be due to loss of water, loss of salt. Yeah. All yeah. that kind of shit. So, what I did was that, yeah, I got. Normally, I just carry the water. Yeah. This time, I carry the water in the backpack, 
So I can drink that while I'm going mm-hmm. along. Let's put in water back in. But if you drink so much water, what you do in your body is you um, change the, the makeup because we need salt. Mm. If you don't have the salt, and now I'm no fucking expert and I might have this <laughs> wrong, but the premise is that salt or what's the other, uh, what's... I think there's there's all sorts of different um, types of salts yeah. That, that are, yeah, that you need. So we'll just stick with the layman term, salt. salt. We'll call it salt. Yeah. Uh, if you don't have the salt, the water can't pass into the cell. Mm. That's why you need the salt. So, um, so in Papua New Guinea on the Kokoda Trail, um, a lot of Australians go up there uh, because of World War Two. Um, my my pop actually fought on the Kokoda Trail, yeah. um, so it's a it's a journey that a lot of people do, and it's um, a multi day hike in the jungle, um, and a lot of people, a lot of Aussies die. Yeah. Uh, when, yeah, when I say you, a lot, it's not a lot. It's <coughs> like there's, I'm not talking about dozens, but, no, but every year someone will drop dead. You hear it in the news. Right? I've heard that all my life. Yep. yep. And it's and the reason is because they they don't replace their um their salts. Yeah. Um. So they'll drink. Yeah. Um. I think they're drinking like over ten liters a day on these walks. Right. You hear this with people doing the diet, and they just they drink so much fucking water. Yeah. Same thing. Yep. And they just drop dead. Yeah. Body gives up. Yep. You mentioned your grandfather, and I know a story about your grandfather. Really? Yes, I do, because you told me. <laughs> and I just I found it a very interesting story. Alice, when we'd go camping, Alistair mm. would have a sleeping bag, but he would never do it up. I'd always use it as a... Um as a doona, a doona cover. A doona cover. What's, so, I don't know what the word is in America or overseas, other yeah, countries. Basically a blanket. What do they call it for... Um, what, what's the official word for, for it now, eh? Because um, they sell them now. So sleep, what do you mean? They sell oh, sleeping bags. a comforter? Bag. Is it a comforter? No, com- it's no? not a comforter. They sell sleeping bags that don't do up. Yeah. Uh, whatever they're called. A fluffy blanket. <laughs> yeah, a fluffy blanket. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So tell, tell me again, but tell the listeners... Why, right. why you did that? What, how it was instilled in you? Right, well, well, growing up, I used to go camping a lot with my pop. And he would always tell me, because he's a funny old bugger, and he's, <laughs> don't, you know, don't do up your sleeping bag. Just use it as a blanket, right? And I was like, why? He said, and, um, and eventually, one day he told me, it's because cause he was in, in the war, World War Two, and um, and he said because if you're in your sleeping bag and and some Jap turns up to 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 kill you, you're screwed. Yep. All right. You can't get out of your sleeping bag. You just you, you're trapped. Yeah. It, um, yeah. And so he, he said, you know, you got to be ready for anything. So don't do up your sleeping bag. Yeah. I, and when you told me that, I said, yeah. that's that has stuck with me because I just thought, yeah. wow. That's real time. How real... crazy would it be to be in an environment where you're actually worried what? about someone coming and knifing you in your sleep? Yeah, that you're not going to zip <laughs> up your thing. Yeah. Because you need um, to. Yeah, and so I just got in the habit from that to not do not do yeah. it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I do, I do now. Yeah. Um, because I thought, well, this is silly. There's no, you know, I'm not, I'm not. No, at there's war. no koala bears coming. There's to get no. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but also because I'm a bigger guy, a normal size sleeping bag, I simply can't do up and be comfortable in it. But yeah. now I've got the right gear. Yeah, uh, I can anyway. But but still, like you know, on our trip, even on the cold, the the second night when it was quite cold, you weren't there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just had it open. I didn't do it up because it wasn't cold enough. Cold enough. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah so, but you know, that was, um, I never really thought about it that much. Um, but yeah, it's like it was instilled in me. Yeah, I, mean, years, I, I, I love that story. When yeah. you, I can't remember what camp we were around when you told me that, but yes, yeah. this is, I don't know how many years, this is like, yeah, yeah, that stays, that stuck with me. But, um, for, I mean, not to use amazing. it now, but just no, it was but, a really cool. I mean, for him, I mean, he was in all seriousness. I mean, that was, he took that very, very seriously. Um, you're in the yeah, wall, I tell yeah. you. <laughs> Fling it off and yeah. up with your gun, got it, got whereas it. if you're in a... I know, how, I know how hard it is sometimes. Actually, there's another story he told me. I've got to yeah. say, yeah, yeah it's okay. totally off topic. <clears throat> but um, so back in the war, um, so I don't know what it's like for other countries, but Australians, the, 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 the wives at home, the, the women at home would make care packages. And quite often there'd be a um, like a fruitcake or something in a tin, yeah, fruitcake, right? Yeah. And they'd send a fruitcake off to the, to the guys, you know, yeah. fighting the war. And um, so Pop was saying to me once, um, and what they used to do is they used to airdrop these these um, care packages, and um, because they were just tins of fruit, uh, fruit cake, and, and things like that, they didn't worry about parachutes. They just dropped them out of a plane. Oh, anyway, yeah. so he's walking <laughs> along in the jungle with his mate, and um, next thing, one of the, an Australian plane flies overhead. Next thing, his mate just drops dead. <gasps> Got hit in the head with a, with a fruit cake. Oh, you're joking! <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> care shit. package took him out. Um, so a metal, a metal tin, with yeah, a, and those fruit cakes <clears throat> are pretty heavy. I don't know. Yeah, right. There's, yeah, there's a bit of weight. And, you know, it could be a kilo. And back or, in the day, they were even heavier yeah. and thicker than so, what they are, and they're thick and heavy now. I mean, it was the, the old Lions Club bloody that, cake. Yeah, it's probably a, you know, obviously it's a tragedy, but mm. at the same time, <laughs> you got to see the funny side. Oh, and he saw the funny side too. He's like. He's just laying there with a package <coughs> next to his head. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, that's another. How, how many times would that happen? Yeah, things happen. like that. Yeah, yeah, it probably yeah, happened quite a bit. Quite a bit. Yeah. But then he tell me stories about um yeah there, there'd only be one watering hole in the whole area in the in the jungle, yeah. and um and so they'd have one soldier from their from their group would go and, and collect water for that day or that morning or whatever. Yeah. And they'd on the other side of the of the, the pond, there'd be a Japanese soldier and he's collecting water too. Oh. And they're, they're just there. An, an, an untold rule. Yeah, then they're just both collecting water and they're not trying to kill each other. No. Crazy no. times. Yeah, that is crazy times. Yeah. I couldn't imagine no. being in that. Yeah. So mm. That's totally off topic. It was. All right, so plenty of water. Plenty of water. But plenty of electrolytes. So this time I brought the two bottles that I sit on side, both sides mm. of my tank, which I normally carry water or a thermos or whatever fits in there. Yep. So this time I went, nope, I'm, I'm going to the supermarket. I went, yep, cool. Give me the no bloody sugar. I want just, I just want the good shit. But then you told me it's actually got the fake sugar in it. Fake sugar? The fake sugar, because they were sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'll have artificial sweetness. Yeah, yeah. which I'm not a fan of. Aren't you? No. Oh. That's a chemical. Chemicals are bad for you. Alistair, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I know, right? Mr. Pepsi drinker. At least, at least tobacco's... Um, oh, natural. well, that's it, you know. I'm sitting here smoking. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, so the electrolytes, the... Um, the what's the brand in the, the chemist? Um, oh, Hydrolyte. Hydrolyte. Yep. So Hydrolyte seemed to be okay, but Kev turned up with this bag of... Um, Oh, no. It was... no I, I, sh I should have written down the brand. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they're quite expensive. Yeah. 
But there um, was a lot. He had a bag full of it. Yeah, but the bag of it, it was like, um, I don't know. I said, what was it, 50, 70 bucks? He's, oh, no, more than that. Oh, oh So okay. it was quite expensive. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, that stuff, not only did it taste better, but after drinking that straight away, I felt better. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was psychological because it tasted better. I yeah. don't know, but... It just seemed to work really well. Yeah, the stuff that you get from <clears throat> the chemist or the supermarket is you can get hydrolyte at the chemist. Yeah, and I think it's first started out as you know, if you've got diarrhea or something like that, you'd take it. But then yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, got the the pills in the little bloody tube that you mm. can take for sports and all that kind of stuff. But those the way that that stuff works is that you have to take two tablets in two hundred mil of water, which is you know smaller than a cup. So if you've got your six hundred mil bottle you can't just drop two tablets into it and yeah. you're supposed to drink it within two hours so there's a whole lot of bloody limitations on it that seems a lot of bullshit y yeah i mean i do well look it may maybe so if you want to fill up a 600 mil to get the right amount you're looking at two tablets for 200 mil so you're looking at six tablets for 600 mil yep um well all of a sudden that starts to get expensive it does, and there is a limit on how many you can have per day too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I know. I've read that yeah, too. I've read it, yeah. yeah. So anyway, hot, have hydrolyte if it's going to be a hot day and yeah. you're going to be sweating and replacing water. You have to replace the salt, and that's where the hydrolyte yeah. or the you know. And if it. you've and if you've had a hot day, like so, after that day, that night, <clears throat> I felt like the alcohol was just not sitting well with me. Oh, okay. I think I was still, you know, you're still a yeah, little bit dehydrated, even though yeah, we, yeah. we, yeah. Um, so I went easy on the alcohol that night. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I drank five Jimmy's. By the time I got to the fifth Jimmy, I was pissing clear, so that was good. I knew okay. I was sweet. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's, yep. Cool. Do that. And yes, I brought cashews and peanuts and they were both salted. Yep. I didn't get the raw or whatever. I made sure they were salted. Yep. And I brought two bananas because, but potassium, that's what it is. Salt, potassium. potassium. Yeah. 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 Bananas are high in potassium. Mm. So the food that I carried. <clears throat> Was also going to oh, be replenishing. Yeah, the, the stuff. Do you want some Pepsi? No, no. I'm I'm actually enjoying it, but I just I don't know. It's. I'll I'll, I'll say I, right. I'll say right now, guys. Uh, Ned's winning so far. Oh, Ned's definitely smoother. Yeah. Um. I just I feel like I actually inhaled a little bit as oh, I. Okay. And you know that the fumes off it. Yeah. 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 Obviously, I'm used to drinking stuff with um Pepsi Max. Pepsi Max in it. Yeah. Um. What was I going to say? Lost my train of thought completely. All right, so we've got the food, salt food, mm. and the hydrolyte drinks. You yep. got it. You've got to do that in the extreme heat. Definitely. Um, so I wear the buff, so the neck buff. Yeah, and look, so I I was doing that as well. Yeah. I found I was expecting it to, um, you know, you get it wet put it on and then we ride and I was expecting to feel a sense of cool coming from it and I just didn't no and I think maybe it was <clears throat> too hot for that it was too hot for that yes yeah because I was the same I couldn't feel it but I knew it was working yeah okay yeah, yeah. interesting yeah. um 
Now, I will say another thing from that weekend, like that couple of days, is the amount of bugs that were around. Since we've had, we've had some crazy weather lately. We've had um, um, a whole lot of um, a lot of rain when we probably, you know, it's not really the season for rain. No, the season. So there's a whole lot of, uh, you know, the roos are looking twice the size as they normally yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. We've got so many mozzies and and bugs everywhere. Now I got home after the two nights away, and um, I was covered in these red bites, yeah. where I had, you know, because I had my long um, dirt bike socks on all weekend. Yeah. They were under that, so it wasn't mosquitoes, yeah. and I had them over my stomach, as well. Yeah, so you must have got something in your tent or something. Something, something got into got me, in yeah. Yeah, because I and didn't get anything at all. I had it all over my stomach, a bit on my chest, all over my lower legs, um, some on my upper legs, all over. And there might have been an ant or something. Yeah, because did Kev, did you talk, say talk yeah, to no, Kev? Yeah, no, Kev didn't get anything. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. But I tell you, that was itchy for, for a few days. <laughs> and it looked a little bit feral, I've got to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> some strange rash. <laughs> yeah. All so right. We're, um, we've spoken a bit about the heat. I mean, do we want to talk a bit more about the cold? Or is it's kind of weird talking about the cold at this time of year for us. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anything more you can do. He's got, like, oh, well, we won't go back over it because we just said it all. Yeah, other than don't let yourself get cold. You stop and do something before you get cold on the bike. Oh, no, there's, there's good things. No, sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, for cold. No, for the heat. Oh, for the heat, yeah. I think yeah, we've yeah. covered it, the basics Yeah. for heat. Yeah. All right, so... Jumping into the cold, same premise, wear the appropriate gear and um, don't be a bullhead, don't be a dickhead. Mm. Stop, spend the time Yeah. because it will help for the rest of the ride mm. and it will also help you after the ride if you get to a point where you're nearly hypothermic or, or whatever. Especially yeah. if you're getting older. When you're a young buck, you're aching. Get over this shit. Yeah, that's true. I find that um, the hot hands, um, now I don't know what they're that called was... in other countries, but those things are amazing. I know America because that's an American brand, hot hands. Okay. They are a lifesaver. They are. They have got me out of trouble so many times. I have them in my um, camelback. I have them in they my camelback. There. I have them in my tank bag. Yep. I also have some uh, in my luggage as well. Yeah. Um, so I've been, um, there's a couple of times coming back from Little Desert. Uh, when I did a solo sort of ride, and I'd be a mess. It's so cold. You know, it's wet, yeah. drenched. Um, I've put some down my body armour to the point where I'd end up with um, a little hot <laughs> red red marks on me for, for you know, the day afterwards. Yeah. Um, you put them in your gloves. Um, on, the, on the backs of your hand? On the backs. You, yeah. I've never done that, actually. I've done it on the... Oh, on the palm, and then you put your hand, palm yeah, onto yeah. the... Yeah, Ah. So um, it's essentially like having a, um, grip warmers. You mm. know what I... Because they, they also sell, and I haven't used these before, is the um, the flat ones that stick to your socks. Yeah, the toe warmers. Yes, yeah, so I've never used them before. Oh, I've got them. But I was thinking, you could use them in your gloves as well. You can use... Because they come in... There's hand warmers, mm. there's toe warmers. This is with the Hot Hands yeah. brand. And then they have this... I think they call it the Super Warmer. So it's just like a, a hand warmer, but a bigger bag. Oh, wow. I didn't yeah, know they had so that. that. Yeah, you, Chemist Warehouse and places like that. But oh, I'm going to check that out. That's the one that they always have the toe warmers and the hand warmers. Yep. But the good places will also have the big ones because we, we were selling them on our website. Oh, okay. We were buying them from 
chemist warehouse and putting them on the website because <laughs> really yeah well they were that cheap yeah and yeah. what people forget is that because we, we were selling them but we were you know, in videos and that i'd say go to chemist warehouse and buy them you'll get That's them right. cheaper you would say that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but back you know when we've been doing it for so long you couldn't like there are places out back and out yeah. of towns no, that don't true. have a chemist warehouse around the corner. That's true. That they can go to. Yeah, yeah. So we were providing a place where they could mm. get them and we, we would deliver them to them. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, that's a really... And that's not just for while you're riding. Oh, yeah. If if you're really cold, throw a couple in your bloody sleeping bag. Yeah, right so I was, was going to say that. Yeah. And in fact, a lot of sleeping bags now actually come with a little pocket. Yes. Right? To put them exactly. in. Um, but yeah, if it's going to be a cold night, I've done this, uh, I do this all the time. I'll just grab a couple of them and I'll chuck them in the sleeping bag. Um, I usually don't worry about the pocket thing. In no, the, I just chuck them in. Just chuck them in. And um, do that an hour before you go to bed and you're going to be toasty. And yeah. it'll stay warm all night. Yeah, because the minimum that they will last is eight hours. Yeah, yeah. So they're cheap. They last so long, as long as they're getting oxygen to them, yep. they'll continue to work. Mm. They do work. I've, you, well, I've, we've Definitely. obviously, you're on the same page as me. Yep. Um, they work. So that's that's a really good thing. Yeah. Because yeah, I think they're like, you know, three bucks for a couple. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's all you'll pay. Cheap as. And you stick them wherever you, like you said, your tank bag and whatever. Three years later, you've never used it and you need to use it. Break it open and it works. Yeah. It's simple chemistry. Yeah. And look, I think, I mean, these things literally <clears throat> could save your life. Yeah, shit, shit. I mean, really, I think they're, yeah, if, they're, if they're that good. Shit, yeah. If you're in the shit, they could save your life. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, really, rain jacket works great. Make sure you've got a rain jacket. Yeah. Don't just rely on your... Um, adventure gear or your motorcycle gear, even though it's waterproof. Yeah, and in fact, this is a mistake I constantly make. Yeah. Right. I don't have a rain jacket for to go over my motorcycle gear, and I really, I think I need to invest in that. Yep. Because um, I know you've got one. Pete's got one. Shout out to to Pete. Uh, I mean, I've had other stuff, but I got the same one as he's got. Yep. So many times he would be travelling backwards and forwards from um, from Melbourne from Melbourne yeah. up to here, 150 kilometres, and he had that that bright bloody green thing. You can't miss him for yeah, looks ridiculous. Yeah, 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 <laughs> crazy. But, so I bought exactly the same brand as what he had because there was two choices that I had to choose from, and I, I grabbed his one. And what's that? That's a dry rider. I think yeah, dry rider. Yeah, yeah. It's gather. It has a gathering in the middle. The only the only thing that it doesn't have is a hood. That's the only downside. But you know, yeah, I mean, because if it's raining while you're at camp, you'd like to have a hood. That's the only time that you'd want it. And I haven't. True. Haven't yeah. Yeah. No. Good point. Good point. You keep talking. Because yeah. I'm going to go pee. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the alcohol's got to him. Um. So when it comes to extreme weather, I think um. The other thing I was going to talk about was wind. Um, and I think there's a couple of factors with wind. Uh, fatigue and, I guess, safety. Um, so 
when um, particularly when you're on a, a, a smaller adventure bike, you know, a, a, a hard crosswind can really knock you about. And so I think it's really important to um, to consider that when you're riding, and um, and just just um, be careful and maybe ride a little bit slower. Um, yeah, talking on my own is quite strange. Where's Mark? Hurry up! <laughs> um, but also fatigue. So um, I know, uh, particularly on a smaller bike, if I'm riding in heavy winds. Um, it knocks you about. It's just it's draining, I reckon. And um, you know, if you're going to do what might be like a 150k ride, you know, it's going to feel like it's a 300k ride because it's just so goddamn windy. We're talking about wind now, Mark. Yep. Can yeah. I just interject there? Yeah. You know, when you're busting to pee, and yeah. normally you're on the bike or whatever, and there's nowhere to bloody do it, you've got to pull up on the side of the road, and you just okay, car's gone, start peeing. Yep. Of course, you're busting to go to the point where you're going to piss your fucking pants, so you do pull over and do it, but then you spend half an hour fucking peeing. And of course, you know, you want to do a quick yeah, whisk yeah, yeah, in between yeah. cars yeah. going past. Yeah. Yeah. There was a kind of... A, I had to be quick because I'm on a podcast. I've got to get back. And of course, no, it's still going. All right, sorry. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, so, yeah, wind. As I started talking about wind. Yep. Um two factors with wind safety it's just you know if you're on a small bike and you got particularly if you've got all your gear on the bike as well so you're top heavy you've got you basically getting around with a big <clears> sail <throat> on you yeah um it'll knock you around a bit yeah so you just need to be i mean look for experienced riders it's not gonna be an issue no. but for, for the new guys just be aware of that it's be careful. aware of it and you'll you'll you pretty much you pick it up pretty quick but you know you'll be riding along and there's tree coverage or, oh, or some yeah. type of coverage and then there's a gap yeah boom <laughs> hence you like why a on bridges they have those socks and going down to yeah. Melbourne there's that one spot yeah, and they point. have the two wind socks because caravans and trucks will be going along but through the valley where the the yeah. river's going through that wind kicks up so much yeah. and that's the same thing there's no coverage there because there's no trees on the side of the road yeah. or hill or whatever that's a good point. Yeah. Um, and so the other thing is fatigue. So if you're riding in really windy conditions, I was, I was kind of saying, you know, 150 kilometres could feel like 300 kilometres um, because you're fighting against the wind that whole time. Yep, me. Um, I yep. hate it. I absolutely hate it, yeah, particularly yeah. on a smaller bike. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Craig, and this was, geez, this is back on my old YouTube channel. Your when old we, one? My old one. Yeah, I have an old, there's an old one still active. I thought it was the same channel. No, 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 no. It was the it was Bendigo Web Central. Yeah. Yep, because I was the web design. So all your old stuff on the bike. It's only a few. I, I deleted the really old stuff. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Could have been funny. Yeah, but I kept the the Nullarbor trip on it. So on the cruises. Okay. So me and Craig, he was on a um, oh he was on a BMW R twelve hundred I think it was. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we did the Nullarbor. Hmm. Uh, run. Oh, I hate it. I love this one. I lose my train of thought while we're talking about that. The wind. The wind. On the nullable. On the nullable. On the cruiser. On the cruiser. With, <laughs> with Craig. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why the hell I was bloody saying that. So so <clears> you that was on uh, on Harry? Yeah, it was on Harry, yeah. And so you rode to Perth, did you? Or? To Norseman. We didn't make it all the way. We just did that ride... Um, to do the nullarbor, 
<clears throat> oh, really? So and you I didn't did... even, you just did the nullaboard and turn around and come back? Exactly. We got to Norseman, oh, wow. stayed the night in a motel, and then turned back around. Four days across, four days back is what, <laughs> what we did, yeah. Why? And at that time... Why? <clears throat> just because. The so, Ulysses Club were doing their AGM in Albury. Yeah. Yeah, at that time. So for people that are maybe overseas and don't know what the Nullarbor is, I mean, I've never done it, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I could be talking shit, but it's basically uh, thousands of kilometres of straight road in the middle of nowhere. Pretty pretty much, yeah. It's so it's, 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 the, it's the road that... Yeah, if you want to go from Western Australia, so from the most, you know, from the west side of Australia yeah. to the east side, down the bottom, you have to go across the Nullarbor. The only Basically, other option, if you want to get to the state of Western Australia, it's the only way you can get it's there. It's the only way. It's on that bloody road. Yep. Yep. The only <clears> apart <throat> from jumping on the train. Oh yeah, yeah. Is, yeah but is it what is it? The Grand? No, I'm talking no. about via road yeah, though. There's no road. other roads. Yeah. I mean, you could go up from. Maybe, you can't even do it by dirt anymore. Really? Yeah, because the, the road follows the train line and you're not allowed to on it. That's another story. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I'm guessing that from the Darwin you could go down and get to, to Perth. Darwin? Yeah, like you could yeah, go, go up around and the then west. around. You could go yeah. that way. But yeah. other than that, it's an ball. You've got to go across the Nullarbor. Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. So, the, yeah, there's three ways to get to Western Australia. So it's the Nullarbor or from Uluru in the centre... Okay. That's yep. the Great Western Highway or something like that, which is all dirt. Yeah. Or up at Darwin, which is the top of Australia, and following the coast around. So basically, three, what three we're ways. saying is that Western Australia is a little bit isolated. That's why they're a little bit they're weird. They're like another... It's a lot, really, it's like another it country. A, it is another country. Perth is the most... Uh, not the right word. The most secluded city in the world. Isolated, isolated city in the world. Yeah, because even by water, um, you got what the Indian Ocean over that way. Correct. There's yep. nothing over there. No, <laughs> no. If you if you go, you're going to hit Africa. Yeah. That's the only thing you're going to hit. Yeah. 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 So as in distances. Yeah. It's the most isolated city in the world. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, Perth's a funny place. I've been there a few times uh, with I've work. I've, I've flown there yeah. a few times. I've never driven. Yeah. Um, down the, um, oh, what is it called? All the wine country down south of Perth. And that, on a, yeah, and I think that's like down to Albury. Because no, Albury's no, right it's down. It's not Albury, it's... Um, the, Albany? I'm not Albany, saying Albany. Albany. Sorry, I'm saying Albury. It's Albany. So I, I really wanted to get, get to Albany. Yeah. Right? Um, and I've been to... I've, and it's also the Margaret River. Yeah, yeah, the Margaret River. Yeah, Margaret that's, River, yeah. So I've, I've been to the Margaret River because I used to work in the wine industry. So I used to fly there oh. to, and drive down to the Margaret River all the time. Yep. And I always wanted to get down to Albany. Um, it never happened. I never got a chance. Oh, okay. So yeah. maybe that's, we'll have to ride the Nullarbor at some point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's for apparently. So they have speed limits? Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, well, 110, I don't even know what the Nullarbor is, whether it's 100, but I'm, I would say it's 110. Jesus Christ, that's a, that's <coughs> the a only smart. place in Australia that you can do more than 110 yeah. is the Stewart Highway, which is 130. And they actually reduced it from 130 down to 110, and then they brought it back because they found they were having more accidents at the 110 than they were at the 130. Actually, I'd believe and that I, because people will fall, if it's, just, if it's slow and boring... And I'm saying slow, 110 isn't slow, but if you're on a straight road, there's nothing to see for 
for hundreds of kilometers. I've said this. You're going to go fall asleep. I say this all the time. I am more competent at a high... When I'm actively going, all right, you know, cool, yeah, we stay on the road, you know, yeah, doing yeah. a bit of speed, Yep. as opposed to when you sit on 100K on the Hume Highway, 110 on the Hume Highway, or even the colder, it's like... This is like, you know, I'm just... How many times, I mean, you're often riding behind me, how many times have I almost lost it on a bloody boring dirt road corner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I haven't been paying attention. Paying attention, yeah. <laughs> Whereas on the gnarly stuff, I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a problem. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, I believe that, yeah. Yeah. Um. So we've done the hot, we've done the, have we done all the cold? It's just where the appropriate gear... Um, you you can't look, eat or drink. You, know, you could say yeah. bring cup of soups and that's just all bullshit. The thing is too, we've got to remember, we can't provide any solutions here because we're not experts. Like Not so, in the extreme cold. Yeah, so... So I think we're um, kind of... This is just our ass. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, that's what we ever do. So this yeah. is just <laughs> our own personal experience with, with the heat and the cold. Yeah. Um, so take it for what you will. It's, yeah. Uh, I think the biggest thing is having those hot, hot hands... Making sure you have that extra raincoat. Yep. And look, in the end, if the weather's too shit, there's no shame in getting a motel room. No, I should not. <laughs> no. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Especially if you're on a multi-day, I'll, I'll yeah. you know, that's part of the plan is that, you yeah, know, I'm going to sure. friggin' motel it. Yep. Yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. Absolutely. Cool. All right. All right. How long well, have we been going for? Well, I'll be, we'll be coming up to an hour very shortly. Okay. Well, so... What have we got? We have listener questions. Go for it. Okay. So, now this is from, um, I don't understand this. It says general account. Now, obviously this is a real person. There's a couple of different questions by the general account, and I think it's the same person. Yep. Um, oh, sorry, a couple of comments there were. Anyway, yep. here's a question, general account. In the race against each other, are manufacturers developing bikes beyond the skill of riders? just to be ahead in the development game. Oh, I actually like this question. That's a really good... My first, And I always like to go with my gut. My first thing is no. See, isn't that interesting? My first thing is yes. Yeah. Um, but then, ah, well, it's, it's interesting. So which, which manufacturer? So if I said Royal Enfield, I'd say well, no. No, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> They're perfectly attuned to the new riders. Old riders... They're not. They're not about the horsepower. Yeah, I mean, look, the the horsepower. They don't have the power to get you into trouble. No. Although they're. Yeah. Anyway, their suspension. Yeah, and, well, they, it, it and depends. even it, everything's gonna be fit for purpose, right? Yeah. So yeah, for the older riders or, or the newer riders, aren't gonna be doing crazy stuff. And if you look at the price point as well, then yeah, they're bang on. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. So it's an interesting point. So um, particularly with enduro bikes, now that those things are made, whether it be a, uh, <clears throat> a KDM 500 or a WR 450 or whatever it is, right? Those things, there's there's no riders in the general public that can that can out you know that can match the ability of those bikes. No. No. Right. Um, and they're made to the general public, but they also offer. The other bikes, so yeah. you can't blame a, a manufacturer for providing a bike for a certain rider, and only that. You know, you know what I mean. It's actually look. I'd, I'd like to. Yeah, I remember now. So when I first saw this question, um, the KDM 1090 mm. came to mind. 
So that's my bike, a KDM 1090. It is a, I consider it a very difficult bike to ride. All right, it's very tall. Yeah. Not only is it tall, but the seat is is kind of wide. So even if you've got long legs, you're still sort of spread yeah. out. Um, and so you know, I'm six one. Um, I have trouble getting my feet on the ground on the on the tracks. Um, it's the sort of bike where you either ride it well or you're just going to fall off. Yep. Um, there's no there's no paddling you know up a track or through some gnarly stuff on the on the KDM mm. 1090. Um, so to to in that sense, yes, it's that the the performance of that bike is beyond the everyday rider. Yep. Yeah. But I still say no. Okay. <clears throat> yep. No. That's not the manufacturer's fault. That is the dickhead's fault. Oh, the demand. So I've turned 18. I'm six foot tall, bulletproof. My balls are scraping along the fucking ground. And I want to buy a motorbike. And I've watched Sons of Anarchy. And I'm going to get the biggest, baddest fucking machine I can get. Never ridden a motorbike, but that's what I'm doing. Mm. And I'm going to ride it and kill myself. So it's not the manufacturer. It's the fuckwit. Who goes out, who has never ridden a bike, and yeah. does that. Actually, particularly for road bikes, maybe. Uh, you know, for, yeah, for the sports, more so for road bikes. For the sports, well, I wasn't even thinking about sports bikes, but for sports yeah. bikes, those things um, yeah. are amazing. Their performance is incredible. And you will kill yourself. You will kill yourself, um, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's no road in the world where you can legally ride these things to their potential. No. Um, and... And there's very few riders that are capable of. Look, it's, it's easy to go around. Oh, you, you get a, a an R1 or something and go around a corner at, at incredible speed, and you know you get a knee down and all that. Yeah. But as soon as something goes a bit off, you know you you you're laying down the side at 150 kilometres an hour, like pushing yourself yeah, to the yeah, limit. Yeah. You don't have you don't have the skills to get yourself out of trouble when it finally goes. You only you see um, race you see people riding the GP. Yeah. When it goes awry, some of them can fucking manage it, and some, some of them just don't. Can't. It's, so. That's down to skill. It's down to circumstances. It's, it's an interesting whatever. So no, to yeah. answer that, from my answer is no. Yeah. Does no, it look at the dickheads, not the manufacturer? Yeah. No, fair call. Okay. Um, we'd love to hear your comments. You know, on on. What? On this, well, I think the people will have some comments on that. They'll have some opinions. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah um, whack it in so there. Let us sure. know. Um, so, Inverted Mig. I like this guy's um, name, Inverted Mig. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, most underrated motorbike, current or no longer manufactured? The most underrated. Underrated. Um, <laughs> I want to say the DR650. <laughs> that was a first But it is, it, in, in its, in its um, it is rated within its community. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's it's got a cult following. It's, it's yeah. so yeah, I don't think that's yeah. a good option. We do, um, it's just an underdog. Uh, the Honda, what's that Honda two fifty? CB two fifty? No, no, no. The dirt XL. bike. The dirt bike Honda two fifty. Um, not the not the XR. No. Um, <laughs> remember we went for that ride once um, on One Tree Hill. Yeah. Not really for the authorities. We didn't really do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the lady told us to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Was that, that was, yeah. Was that you? No, no. No, that was another one. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, there's a guy that, he had, this young guy came along. He had a, um, a Honda. 
Oh, the CRF two CRF two fifty. Sorry, but it's not the it's not the enduro two fifty. It's a it's a trail. L. The two fifty L. Yes. Yeah. Because I rode it. It is so underrated. I can't even remember its name. Yeah. Right. CRF two fifty. I my my comment to that when I rode it. Yeah. Was it was like riding fairy dust. Fairy dust. It was. It well, was I think you'd been sniffing some fairy dust. Yeah. On it. <laughs> It wasn't no, I liked it. For yeah, that I know. I know. Fact. I yeah. mean, getting off right. the DR650 and jumping onto that thing, it was like riding fairy dust. It was yeah. brilliant. Also, what I was going to say was the WR250R, yeah. right, the Yamaha. Yeah. Now, that is a well-known 250 bulletproof adventure bike. Yeah. All right. This Honda 250, I think he's in the same category and the same quality, the same, the same performance. Oh, I see what you're saying. But... Um, it's a lot cheaper, or it was. I don't know if they even make them anymore. But um, that was a very underrated motorcycle. So yeah. is it a CRF 250L? Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Check it out. And that, that happens because, you know, chap, John's got it now, but the, uh, uh, what is it, the Yamaha, is it Yamaha? XT660. It came out. Yeah. John's got it now. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah, Chappie's yeah. bike. So it's it's identical. It's actually got a little bit more power than the DR650. Yes. That en- that's a good engine. That, that, um, yeah. Um, I think it lacked a little bit on the, well, from, from Chappie's point, uh, the the clearance. I, I would agree. It's, it, it, it falls down with the suspension and the, and the clearance, or yeah. the same, I guess. Yeah. But... Um, Apparently, when it came out, it didn't take off. No, it didn't. And it, it could be as simple as, you know, there was something else that was hot well, at the time. And they I just... think that is a very underrated bike because you've got people <clears throat> spending a shitload of money on, it could be a, the new T7 or it could be, you know, any one of those other, the mid-weight, mid-weight yeah. um, uh, adventure bikes. When that XT660 was a fucking brilliant yeah. adventure bike. Yeah. Um, I know it sure didn't have the full fairing and, and stuff, but it was comfortable. Um, great engine. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, it's the same engine as the old Tenere. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. in a, a lighter yeah. package, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so that was definitely an underrated motorcycle. For the road bike riders out there, if there, if anyone's out there listening, no. um, the Suzuki Band at 1200 or then the 1250. Oh, yeah. I've had two of them. They are brilliant. I love the Bandit. Oh. And um, people, you know, say shit on them and all that. But look, you've got um, plenty of power. Um, pretty good pretty good handling and performance. Comfort to ride long distance. Yeah. And they're just ballsy. They, I reckon they, they look good. So that's a Suzuki, the Suzuki Bandit. Bandit. Yeah, oh, okay. I didn't. I don't think they ever got the. Um, yeah, the respect they deserve. Yeah, because what's the what's the oh, the Ninja? What's the Ninja? You so always, the Ninjas are a uh, the smaller displacement. Uh, 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 no, no, it's but a, they have the larger ones as well. But they're more sports orientated bikes, whereas the oh, what's the Bandit? The, oh, the Bandit is not. a. Um, is a little, it's like a it's a Hoon bike. Oh, right. right. It's more upright seating position. It's got wider, wider bars. Yep. Yeah. If you want to go and do wheelies and then um, burnouts and and um, that's the bike to do it. Give on. the cops a finger. It's you know yeah, you do it on right. a bandit. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> Give the cops a finger. The yeah, band, oh, that's abandoned. Yeah. yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute sense. All right, next question. Next question. Okay, the next question is from Inverted Mig. Um, best off-road adventure bike for new dirt riders who are experienced road riders. So they're experienced road riders, but they're new to the dirt. Oh. Um, look. Oh, oh so, so you would, uh, I would instantly say, okay, so we've got to look at a higher displacement bike. Don't start them off on a 250. Yeah, well, because they're, they're experienced road riders. Um, however. And they're going to be used to a bit of power on the road. And they're going to be on the road plus off-road. Yeah. So they want that It's power. a tough question, though, because... If you're a road rider, you've only ever ridden on the road, you have, I would suggest, and people might shit on me for this, you, you have no idea about riding on the dirt. No, in, in, no you wouldn't. In, no. Fact, in fact, I would, I would suggest there's a lot of people that go from the road onto the dirt and then find themselves in a bit of mischief because um, they just yeah. didn't understand how different it is. I'll, I'll, I just, I've been watching a couple of uh, YouTube videos and one, well, this particular guy, I can't remember his bloody, something corner and he was on the Yami Noob YouTube, yep. Yami Noob over in America and there was a split up and it was, it was, it was the whole fucking bush that okay. went on with it. Um, anyway, this guy's gone out by himself and he just popped out a video of doing the T700. Yep. And I was, what, he'd, he'd find, they would, whatever. Anyway, so he's on this T700, but he's a road bike rider. Yeah. And he was doing a review of the T700, and he was also going to be doing the uh, uh, something adventure, whatever. It was a course or something. And he's hopeless mm. on the, on the off-road. And I... I found it really <clears throat> weird that he was doing a review on the T seven hundred, but he wasn't a road. He, he wasn't, yeah, wasn't off road. Yeah, you, know, you could. T he was yeah. riding, and he was saying, "I'm shit. I'm crap, and whatever." Yeah, and I'm going. Well, that's great, but why are you doing a review on a bike? See, yeah, it's think, interesting because I think because he was crapping on the T seven hundred because yeah. It, yeah, it's it's a smaller bike, and yeah, on the road, and it's like, well, that's not but the he's whole. He's looking at the wrong. That, he's looking at it from the, the wrong point of view. So he's I, a really nice guy yeah. and he's great, but I was just that okay. really stuck out to me. So that's interesting. So I, I would argue that, um, and I, I said this a couple of podcasts ago and somebody shit on it, which yeah. is fine because that's what people yeah, do. That's, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> But I said that um, the best experience you can get um, to, to ride on the road is to learn on the dirt. Yeah, I saw that comment. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's fair And enough. look, whatever. I mean, yeah. yes, there's, you know, um, of course, if you're riding on the if you've got if your only experience is riding on the dirt, then of course you have no experience in traffic. You have no experience in yeah. you know, a lot of different things. Yeah. But, um, but I would feel more confident seeing a dirt rider get on the road than a road rider get on the dirt. Because essentially, you you are experienced in the extreme side of motorcycles. Yeah, you can ride a dirt <laughs> bike like a dirt bike on the road. And you're going to be okay. Yeah. But if you ride a road bike on the dirt, or if you ride a dirt bike on the dirt like a road bike, no, no, it's not you, going to you, work. You're going to eat dust. Yeah. Right. You're yeah. going to just you're going to wipe yeah. out. Yeah. You end up with dirt in your jocks. Yeah. Right. Um. So anyway, to, to answer the question, and the question was, um, best off-road adventure bike for new dirt riders. 
who are oh. experienced on the road. I would suggest, oh, right? I would suggest spend like three thousand dollars on some piece of shit dirt bike. Um, have some fun with it. Get some experience on the dirt, and then go and buy your adventure bike. Yep. You want my answer? Go for it. KLR six fifty, DR six fifty, Himalayan. Three bikes. Or okay. Honda CBX five hundred. CB well, yeah, yeah. five hundred X. So, so is another one. I would actually V Strom six fifty. Oh I, you no, know. No, 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 see that's that's getting yeah. Yeah. No, nah, look, well, you're right. If if to answer, simple to answer the question as yep. it was asked, what adventure bike would you recommend? So you're uh, right. But what I'm saying is I wouldn't recommend an adventure bike. Right? If no. You don't drop 20 grand on an adventure bike no. if you haven't ridden on the dirt. Go and spend three grand on some piece of shit, right? Yep. <laughs> some old clapped out DR6. No. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah. Um, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. Some sort of dirt bike, a light, maybe a 250, you know, and just have some fun. But that's not going to happen. Yeah, I because know. It's not you're right. It's not going to happen. Perfect. Marks, world. you know, I'm in my. I've got some cash to lay down. I've watched, <clears throat> you know, Charlie and Ewan McGregor or fucking Itchy Boots or you know, okay, on there. So to I, answer the question, then, I want to skip that. Yeah, I want to skip that thing. Right. I want the bike. Okay, so now we're talking about maybe three <clears throat> different categories, right? We're talking about lightweight adventure bike, midweight, and heavy. Yep. All right. If it's a lightweight, I agree with you. What you said. Is that lightweight? I, sp- I suppose yeah, it, it's the lightest adventure bike you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, true. All right. Um, mid, so then, you, so mid, mid weight, I'd probably say something like the um, the T7 pro- yep. because of its um, its um, its value for money, mm-hmm. um, and it's lightweight. I mean, you can go and get a similar KDM, but you're going to spend more money. No, I'd go T7 100. Um, and I'm leaving out the 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 um, the, the KDM 690 because that's not really an adventure bike. I'm, I'm not. Including it in that yeah, class, yeah, I agree. T seven hundred, I yeah, that's it. Yeah, Boom. heavy adventure bike. You know the full size. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Mark tips his head, winks, and goes Africa Twin. Probably something oh, like probably. that. Oh, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you're a new rider, but this is the thing: you're going to go and spend twenty, twenty five grand on a on an adventure bike yeah. when you don't have experience it's on the dirt. You, you don't want an Africa Twin if you're new. No. Sure. Although I must admit, and that was the same with the BMW uh, Nev's bike. What was that? BMW. The R1200. The, no, no, it wasn't the GS. GS1200. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what? Yeah. I actually had a thought the other day, yeah. and I'm almost ashamed to admit it. Yep. I thought if I bought myself a KDM500 or a KDM690, yep. I could get myself for a. Um, a more comfortable adventure bike. Mm. I get myself a GS, a twelve hundred or twelve fifty, whatever. The fuck yeah, are. you I wouldn't. Can, you'd love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, they're an old man bike. No, they're not. They and that's when I they're... rode it. That changed it for me. <laughs> that thing is awesome. They are awesome, but I've but always thought of them. It's got the stigma because I've always thought of them as an old man I bike. So, I was exactly the same. Um, but yeah, how good would it be? So let's say um, if we're doing uh, the hay ride, that's the bike you want to be on. You want to be on a, a BMW GS. Yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, they're a ca- they're a super capable bike. Yeah, yeah. I was super um, impressed. I'd need a lighter bike to have some fun on. 
Yeah. Uh, and for those more gnarly adventures. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. That's a really hard... Yeah, so, so, look, in answering um, Inverted Mig's question about adventure bikes, I, I disagree with the premise of the question. <laughs> I'll <laughs> go with that. Yeah, that sounds right. good. Stick, try a dirt bike, a cheap-ass dirt bike first, flog yeah. the shit out of it, get comfortable in the dirt, and then, then go and blow your 20, 20 grand on an adventure bike. And that is sound advice. There you go. If money wasn't an issue... This is Inverted Mig again. Yep. If money wasn't an issue, three bikes you'd have in the garage. Oh, we've done this before. Have we? Not on the podcast, we haven't. Yeah, we did this at Mount Coal. The last time we were at Mount Coal. Yeah, but not on the podcast, we haven't. Oh, not on the podcast. No. no. I'm I'm getting a little bit um, intoxicated. Oh, okay. We'll have to have a coffee before you I'm going to have to, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mind you, I'm a lightweight, and I, I say that I've... I'm feeling intoxicated, but yeah. I'm probably like 0.03 at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, so three bikes you'd have in the garage. Money's no issue. Yeah, so it's Don't such say a Max. Tricky, Don't say Max. It's such a tricky question because money knows, knows no option. There'd be a lot more than three bikes that I would choose. You can only have three because you've got a missus that doesn't want you having any more than three. Yeah, well, I'd go the GS1200. Without a doubt, she probably would too. Yeah, because that means that would that would replace Harry, the cruiser. And that's right. It's a brilliant. While it's it's capable off road to an extent, it's a brilliant cruiser. It's just it's sit on that all day long. Yep, you can chuck. You can load it up to the hill. You can chuck the wife on the back. Yeah, and just mile months. So I agree. Number one, a GS. Yep. 1200 1200 boom done all right first one done so now we, that's that's the top of the range as in big bike yeah now 30 grand you, later do you, i don't a sports bike i don't give a shit about no, it I just does nothing either. for me no all right look cool. I, if i was doing track days yep. sure i'd love it but i'm not doing track days no no that's right yeah so. And see, I don't. Yeah, so I don't watch the people fucking go. Oh my god, I'm not listening to this podcast anymore. But I don't watch the GP, and I know most of the guys. What's that the GP? Got... What is this thing? <laughs> it's a global. Look, it's a global you know, pandemic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna lose you even more viewers. Right? They're gonna right, sign yeah, out. Go right. Why the fuck would you go and watch the GP sitting in front of the TV for hours on end, watching people ride and running in circles on a goddamn track when you could jump on your bike and have some actual fun? I know, and this this. I didn't know that. So that's what you think too. Yeah. Fuck. Finally, someone. Yeah, right. that, that, um, we're supposed to be fairly opposite, but <laughs> no, we agree, we agree yeah. on that. But most of the guys, yeah, you know, when we're on rambles and we're doing the rides, yeah, you know, everybody's yeah. going, oh, you, you go to the GP and and it's a lot of guys love the GP, and that was my thing. Just sitting yeah. there watching something. Same with you know Bathurst or bloody you know, now yeah now someone's going to say though. Oh, well, why should we watch Biker Bits, you know, when we could be out riding? Yeah. Biker Bits is educational. <laughs> <laughs> it's different, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah. No. No. Anyway, all, all right. right. <clears throat> so the G, uh, BMW GS 1200. Oh, yeah, we're still on that. Look, for me, I just the DR650, I just can't get away from it. You know me, yeah, I, know. I love the underdog. Yeah. And that bike just suits me. I came away from Mount Cole and I just... Bike just is, it's everything for me. Yeah. No, and that, yeah, I get that. Totally. Yeah. But that's for me. Yeah. Personally. <clears throat> that's not for everybody. I would, if I had a, 
all right, well, I will use the starting point as a as a BMW GS. Mm. Then I would probably have um, a six ninety. I would KDM six ninety. A KDM six ninety. Um, and then I would have a dirt bike as well. Which about KDM five? You're a KDM fanboy. Well, yeah, but I'm also as it seems. A, I was a, surprised um, those jocks that they showed me weren't fucking orange. Oh no, they are at the top. Oh, they- <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, no, no, I'll try. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, I'd um, probably, yeah, a KDM 690 and then a, a 500 or a WR450. I do like the Yamaha WR450s yep. as well. Um, so yeah. hang on, so what's the middle weight? The, KDM 690? The middle weight would be the 690 in that case, yeah. Cool, so that, and I'm a DR650. So, and you're saying for the small bike? Yep. Is. The mate, let's let's go KDM five hundred, KDM five hundred, yep. And I'm going with the WR two fifty. Ah, see, that's an interesting one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the ultimate bike to do the Simpson Desert on is the WR two fifty. No, is the DRZ four hundred. But actually, yeah, yeah, no. That is, cool. I think, I think that is the ultimate bike to do it on. Because but the it's WR two hundred and fifty, and we've seen the guys with yeah. riding the Tom and that doing the the, the WR two hundred and fifty. You can't knock that, and I think you can go now, a lot more. Okay, but I would argue that the six hundred and ninety would be better, um, more comfortable, better performance in the Simpson than the DRZ four hundred. However, the DRZ four hundred is more reliable being so isolated yeah yeah true um, yeah. that would be my yeah, yeah, but, but, yeah I mean I love the DRZ 400 I really do um, yeah. but they, mm. it is old yeah so because we're dirt riders that's where we're saying our yeah. three bikes but I mean there's a lot of bikes out there like I love that fucking Himalayan and there's something yeah. coming up about that very shortly well, and look I love the that um, GT Continental Love it. Which would then, and I haven't, you know, yeah. the scram, the the Triumph Scramblers. Oh, look, you know, yeah. Uh, but also, I, I love the old Katana, right? Oh, And yeah. so they've come out with a new Katana. I mean, look, if I had unlimited funds, I might, uh, you know, customise an old, you know, a uh, 40-year-old Katana. Yeah. But um, but I do like the new Katanas. They look cool. I mean, I don't know if they're, I, don't, I have no idea about their performance. Yeah. But that'd be cool. Yeah. I love the Rocket 3. Uh, oh really? Yeah, oh, I'd have I can't, uh... now because I've ridden the Rocket Three a few times, and yep. they are so much fun. They're yeah. comfortable and just oh yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't like the look of them. That's the problem for me. Oh, I love and them. I rode one. Yeah, and from doing the ride day on that, and then I jumped on Harry. Harry was like a wet rag. It was just yeah, like yeah. it was crazy. Actually, I'm going to go as far as saying if I could only ha- if I was to buy a road bike and I could only have one road bike, it would probably be the Rocket 3. Cool. Well, then I'd stop riding with you, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I joke. I joke. Because one of the guys uh, did the MRE. I think he had a red, was it a red one? And it was really cool looking. Mm. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, so let's. Um, what was his name that asked that uh, question? Oh, that was Inverted Mick. Inverted Mick, you're a bastard. That was a bad question because it's just, yeah, crazy. Oh no! This, just... He's asked another question as well. Oh, I mean, he's, okay. he's yeah. Okay, here's a question: Your top three most beautiful women, any era? Mm. I've 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 been racking my brain over this. Wow. Luckily, I'm uh, I'm no longer married, so I don't have to um, 
Oh, look, apart from your wife, obviously, or partner, or significant other partner, you know, Al McPherson rings bells to me as back You're showing in the your day. age there. Yeah, yeah, showing my age, obviously, yeah. 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 Um, I actually, I've been trying to answer this question. I've been thinking about it, and I just can't. Oh, really? I just, yeah, I can't answer it because there are so many beautiful women. Oh, I just um, watched the... the the Pepsi, hey Pepsi, where's my jet? Cindy Crawford. Yeah. Showing my age again. Yeah. She still looks good, you know. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, look, I don't know, and I don't even know their names. I mean, oh. <laughs> there's there's a lot out there. Sophia Loren. Wow, that's showing my age. Who's that actress that was in the um the um ah uh, the um Iron Man and then the the whole yeah you know, whole like. Lisa Curry? Series of... No, not, no. No, no, no. The movie Iron Man. Oh. Um, the Mar- is it Mar- oh, Marvel oh. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who was that yeah. chick? Um, um, I can't see. I'm hopeless with names. I yeah. can't think of her name. She was... Um, she was one of the... One of the characters? One of the characters. Was superheroes. she Captain Marvel? No. Captain Marvel no, is a woman. No, no, and I don't, no. I can't it's not work. Captain Marvel. It's, it's a Black Widow? Oh, Black Widow, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what's her name? I don't know her name, but she, yeah. Yeah, she, anyway, yeah. her. Yeah, she's hot, but she's not my style. Really? No. No, she's definitely my style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah anyway, we'll pass on that one. Pass. Not pass, but we, we gave some answers on there. It's a tough one. Anyway, yeah. all right, so Bill Cotton. This is only two questions. Oh, Bill. Bill, uh, do you think the Tasmanian tiger is extinct? Extinct. Have we answered this oh. yet? Oh, Far out. My first thing is, yes, it is extinct, but I had a conversation, and who was it with? Was it with Brody and Nay, or? <clears throat> no, it was Matt. Matt came round. Yep. And he mentioned, he said, oh, he said something, and I knew it had been popping up on YouTube, so it's, there's this, and he yeah. told me this whole story about this guy that finds endangered species, and he's mm. you know, found this thing and that thing, and bloody whatever. And one of the universities have employed him to come down and find the Tasmanian devil. Tiger. No, the tiger, because <laughs> the devil's still around. And, <clears throat> you know, it's a bit like, fucking how long is it going to take him to find the, the Yeti or the fucking Bigfoot? Well, you know, they're, they're bullshit. Yeah, well, so is the Black Panther, but people believe it. Black Panther around here. How, yeah, you know, it, see, people that believe that the Black Panther is exists around here have never seen a real feral cat. No, those things are massive. Massive, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, when it comes to shit like that, when you can show me, you know, it's like, like ghost yeah. hunters. Yeah. Fucking hand me off. Look, the thing is that we know that the Tasmanian tiger used to exist. It yes. did exist once. We know that for a fact. So I'm saying, sorry, I'm saying no. Mm. But it is plausible that it could be. Yeah, I'm saying... And it's been proven through, obviously, one of these guys finding things that have been listed as endangered, and then they found out, like, yeah, sharks yeah, and stuff like that. I'm saying maybe. Because the Tasmania, in that wild area... Yeah. It's a big area, and it's very inaccessible. Yeah. And you only have to think of foxes. What about at Mount Cole when we saw the deer? Like, there's oh. deer everywhere here, Actually, apparently. sorry, just to change the subject, yeah. talking about that deer. Yep. That deer was as big as a bloody cow. I know, it was huge. It was I've <laughs> never seen a deer. I mean, I've seen them on, on over um, in other countries that big. Mm. I've never seen a deer in Australia that big. This thing 
was massive. Yep. But I tell you what, never as big as a, a moose. Oh, yeah, of course. But we don't have, have moose it. in Australia. <laughs> no, we don't have moose. But I never... And this is the thing. You don't yeah. you, you don't understand. You see stuff on movies, mm. but you don't understand Just like a moose, how big a fucking moose is. Yeah. They're motherfucking big. I wonder... Huge. Do you reckon they'd be similar size to our camels? Bigger. bigger I reckon they're a, fucking bigger. Bigger than a camel? Well, it was scarier than a camel. I don't think a camel's scary. Yeah. Well, unless it's, it's a bull camel and it's coming at you. Well, then you might be fucking a bit scared, but... No, I feel moose. like a moose is just a big cow with long legs. Yeah, but huge. Mm. Bigger than a cow. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've never seen one. So. I was, was on YouTube and mm. the way that it was in the middle of the in the medium strip and when you looked at their, you know, they've got big trucks, mm. like their thing's a truck, and you see the moose in comparison to the truck, it's like, holy fuck. Yeah, wow. Yeah, they can have their mm. mooses. Yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. need that. We so yeah, and it was that was really big that deer. Yeah, and that crossed the road, but I didn't get. I only got it when I was going through the bush. Yeah, then, the then Pete chased after it. Yeah, yeah, he was going to round it up. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, back to the topic: Tasmanian tiger. Yeah, who knows? Could be. Yeah, it'd be great if it is. You, still you think alive. right? So you think the Mount Cole area where we were, we were riding? That's yeah. only like a twenty kilometers by ten kilometers uh, area. Yeah. Right now. We could have explored that for weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You only got to look around here, all the tracks. Exactly. We'll never get through all the tracks here. Exactly. So you look at the size of Tasmania, how much of Tasmania is actually dense, uh, inaccessible forest? Yep. uh, Or rainforest, but cold rainforest. Yeah. Um, Who knows? Yeah. So my, 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 yeah. So my, and you look at foxes. Yeah. You don't see foxes very often but they're everywhere they are everywhere yeah yeah so my analogy for the tasmanian tiger is think of searching for a needle in a haystack Mm. but the needle doesn't want you to find it Mm. exactly yep so i think it's plausible but straight up because someone hasn't shown it to me i'm going oh yeah yeah no i agree i agree okay next last question last question because we're Yep. Pretty pissed by now. Yep, um, John Wayne, I was interested in whether you guys had a routine for bike fitness or is it just keep riding? Okay. Yep. Bike fitness. Bike fitness, straight up, riding. You can only get fitness for the bike by riding it. True. Totally different muscle set to whatever. But camping... And sorry, the guys uh, that are listening to this can't see me doing it. The only exercise you need to do when you want to do camping is that. So all I did was bend, I put yep. my hands out, drop my ass. So basically doing a squat. Squat, yeah. Yeah. Squat up and down. Or bending down, touching toes and staying down there like while, <clears> while you're sorting out your shit on the ground. Yeah, but it's the thigh muscles because mm. when you're camping, everything's down. Yeah. Putting pegs in, setting your tent up, cooking on your thing, you're squatting up and down, up and down. So having those muscles. So look, I kind of half agree. Yeah. I think that so there's no better exercise for riding than riding. Yeah. Uh, but not just any riding. If you if you want to be bike fit for um, off road, um, you know, rough tracks, sand riding, that's very you know. Um, Keep talking. Yeah. Mark's <laughs> going to go and piss again. Um, sand riding is probably the hardest, physically most draining riding that I've done, I think. Um, so the best way to, to get fit for that is to do more riding. 
Um, however, I know for um, I've had some bike injuries, so I'm coming off the bike, and I've done had to do a lot of um, a lot of rehabilitation exercises, particularly on my groin uh, and on my ankle. Um, so yeah, I think there's something to be said for keeping fit in the gym in preparation for riding. Um, I would say uh, deadlifts, squats, uh, rows, uh, picking things up off the ground, that sort of thing. Um, and I guess kind of like Pilates in a way. So, so those movements where you're um, you're all over the place. You might be like I do, um, like a one-legged sort of side squat thing, uh, which I find really helps to strengthen my groin muscles. Um, a lot of that sort of stuff. You know, you, your core. So you really want to strengthen your um, your core, um, and so that could be sit-ups. It could be planks. It could be um, knee to chest. You know, hanging from a bar, that sort of thing. Um, these side squat things, which I can't really demonstrate, um, but they're, they're um, I find that's really good for the groin. Uh, you know, strengthening that area, which because you're you're gripping the bike with your knees. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you want, um, yeah, you're not actually using your quad muscles, you're not using your hamstrings for that. You're actually using your adductors, and so you want to strengthen your adductors, which is your groin muscles. This is a uh, podcast about gym workouts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, I think there's a, a lot to be said for training in the gym in preparation for uh, off-road riding. Yep. In summary. Um, and I'll disagree. But you see, you're a gym person. All right. How many, how, many, how many times can you pick up your DR650 compared to how many times I can pick up my KDM 1090? Shut up. Shut up. Shut right. up. Right. There's right. a place for deadlifts. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Look, I think if you're, yeah. Look, just walk. If, because this is the thing. Oh, this is what I struggle actually, with. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is so, that if you make it too hard for people, they won't no, do it. I agree, Mark. I actually agree. So go out a, and do a walk for twenty minute at twenty minutes minimum. Yeah. Because that will get your heart rate up. I think it's fair even. to say the worst thing you could do is not be active at all for 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 months on end, and then go on an adventure ride. That's crazy. Yeah, so yeah. you've got to keep active. You can do it, but it's yeah, crazy. Of course, but it's stupid. Keep active. Keep back. That's it. Yeah. yeah. As as little as just doing your 20-minute walk a day, a week before going. Yep. All good. True, true. And then you can go. You can level that up all the way to what you're talking about. Yeah, so what, what I will say, though, is um, since I started this adventure riding thing, I had it in my mind, okay, so we're out on the bikes, we're in the middle of nowhere, you know, I want to be fit and capable, Yeah. right? Putting skill aside so much, but we're talking about fitness and, and physical ability. Yeah. Um, I'd spend a lot of time on the bike and in my proving ground area, yep. just going over the gnarly stuff over and over and over again, just getting, and it wasn't so much about, I mean, in my mind at the time, it wasn't so much about skill development, it was about getting fit. Yeah. Um, for the ride. Yeah. So that whatever comes your way on a big ride, you know you can handle it. Yeah. It's, it's bike fit, and you like yeah. uh, the pros all say the only way to get bike fit is to ride yeah. the bike because that's going to do the muscles that you need. Yeah. Fit cool. cool. All right, we better go because we're about an hour and a half in. Yep. All right. We'll call it quits there. I got to sober up. I need a coffee. No worries. Righto, guys. Thanks for listening, and Thank we you. will see you uh, next week. Next week. Righto. See you guys. Yeah.